Hello, everyone. Welcome to Golden Girls 911 Stories. I'm Trudy Henry, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm Anessa Westmoreland. I'm excited to be here, too. Join us as we talk about our experiences as dispatchers, working in public safety, and so much more. Feel free to subscribe to the Golden Girls 911 Stories wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy this episode. Back down, and I'm going to be dealing with kids at home again, and I still have not one to worry about. I know the city's taking safety precautions and putting some things in place now, and you know the thoughts and the questions I keep getting are, are we going to separate the home one center again, or what are we going to do? And so, you know, last week, um, I was sitting in my car, I was, well, I was coming to work, and um, I pulled up, I was sitting out here in the parking lot, and I was just listening to the radio, and, you know, they had medic call after medic call coming out, and, you know, it was like... You know, all the information was, you know, patient hasn't tested positive for COVID, but people in the residence have tested positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the patient is a COVID, you know, positive patient. They're having trouble breathing. You know, so as I was sitting there listening, you know, then all of a sudden they... We didn't have any medics available. We were calling surrounding agency trying to get help to come in. Well, their medics were, you know, kind of tied up on calls too. So it was kind of like we were doing the best we can. And then all of a sudden we have a CPR call in progress. Well, they were trying to get an ambulance to basically drop off the patient and get to this call. They were on the way to the hospital. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, I guess shuffling units around, trying to get units to where they needed to respond to get help to these people that were calling. But, you know, as they were calling, I mean, I kind of our calls were, you know, we had a few kind of waiting there just to figure out who we were going to send and what we were going to do. And I was just thinking about the dispatchers working there. And I did go up and talk to them later on that day. But, you know, you know, it's kind of like our job is to send help. And when we don't have that help to mm-hmm. send, you know, my dispatchers feel like they're failing at what they're sit- sitting there to do. You know, it's like I don't mm-hmm. have what I can send, so I'm not able to accomplish mm-hmm. my job. Well, I think that's where I think sometimes that's the where the compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma will come into play because they've talked to those callers and they're invested in that emergency at that time, you know, especially the CPR, um, doing CPR over the phone, you know, they're talking to that family member, they're walking that family member through the CPR. And so at that time, it's consuming them and they all they want to do is get help to that person. And so when the paramedics get on location, you know, our job is done. Um, but in, if there's no one to get there where well, they don't have anyone and I, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, we have a long career in public safety and we've never dealt like dealt with something like this Not at all. At all. Um, you know, I was trying to think back. I was like, well, I remember we had that bird flu thing and we had avian flu or whatever it was and we had you know people would call about dead birds and you know we would document it and then we would have to call the health department we did these things but it was like that lasted for a little bit you know we've had droughts we've had other things where it's like these they happen for short periods of time you know we've had severe weather we've had tornadoes we've had this stuff but it's like oh it's none but this started in 2020 and we're going and it's like oh Nate last year you know we're gonna shut down the schools and we're gonna do this and you know we're flatten the curve flatten the curve well then now here we are it's 2021 and we're doing it again so i don't think that we or any public safety has ever dealt with one thing this long consecutively and i think everyone thought oh it'll be over we're not gonna have to deal with it um and i just feel like we all told ourselves we would be done 
and here we are and it's right not in it. So it's like, how long is this going to take? And so I feel like, you know, just, you know, talking about your kids in school, I feel like everyone is going to have a lifelong impact from this. I mean, people have lost loved ones. I mean, wow. people have died well, from I guess, COVID. And I guess as I was sitting there last week in my car and kind of the impact of, you know, thinking about, first of all, my dispatchers in the center working and having to deal with this and hearing their voices on the radio of, you know, we've got this going on and we need, you know, we need help. And then, you know, you hear the medics over there and kind of hear the frustration in their voice of, you know, we're, they can only do we're so doing much. what we can and we're going as fast as we can and we're doing, you know, all we can. And then you hear the firemen responding and, you know, you just think about, I mean, even law enforcement, um, you know, when they're involved and when they're going out to calls, but, you know, they're all being exposed and, mm-hmm. you know, they're putting their lives on the line you know, for the people in our community. And then, you know, I go out in the community and people ask me questions, you know, how are y'all dealing with it? And, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, we're we're doing the best we can at that time. I mean, we're just trying to, you know, serve the community and do what everybody needs. But I think the reality of it is um, in that moment, that morning, you know, I was thinking about, you know, my friends that I work with and the friends in the field and the friends that were taking these calls and the friends that are answering these calls. And then you realize that the calls they are answering are friends, <laughs> you know, these They're patients or family. are friends and family of, I mean, me and the responders and the ones taking these calls. And, um, and I guess, um, you know, a couple of people that, you know, we went to school with have passed away in the, mm-hmm. you know, the past few weeks. And I mean, I know there's a lot of other lives lost other than just people, you know, I personally know. I said that, but I think the impact of everything is just kind of, kind of hitting home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've known this was serious. You yeah, know, we've taken it serious from the beginning. I just don't think we thought it would last this long. I mean, I don't think anyone did, but I feel like. We jumped into it last year, and we learned as we went. I think everybody did. And so, but I think, at, I mean, I know for me, I was like, we're going to do what we have to do. It will be done. It will be over. But then there's that little nagging fear of, will it will it be over? And so now here we are, and it's like, it's not over. But, you know, you're dealing with deaths, you know, like you said, of family and friends of people. When it first started, it was older people. And you're like, okay, it's people who are older. It's people who already have health conditions. Well, now it's, you know, kids or sick kids are, you know, in the hospital. You have people our age in the hospital. You have people our age who fought and didn't make it. So it's one of those things, yes, we'll never forget this. But I think in the end... Just like healthcare workers, you know, we go back to essential workers. Essential workers work the whole time, you know, throughout the pandemic. Even when things shut down, essential workers were still there. I think that we had to redefine, I think, a lot of times what an essential worker was because I think if you looked on paper, people didn't think about, you know, the people that work at, um, Stores are essential workers, but you need gas, you need groceries, you need all these things. And so, you know, and of course, 911 is essential. And that's one of the things is not being fully recognized as public safety. But then we're told, well, you're an essential worker, you have to be there. So it's one of those things. It's well, like, if it wasn't for us, public safety wouldn't get to where public safety needed to be. Yeah. 
But it's one of the, but it's, it's, we know because we know we're there, but it's one of those things. It's like, we're not essential until you're essential and they need you to work. But I guess the point that I just, I mean, bringing it up and, you know, again, going back to that morning, sitting in my car, it was just kind of like, you know, I just wish people, and I'm not saying people don't recognize it and I'm not saying people don't understand it. I don't know that people fully understand, you know, first of all, we're all trying to live lives just like everybody else, family lives, kids, Mm -hmm. husband, wife, you know, parents, grandparents, you know, people trying to keep everybody well and then dealing with the ones who are sick or just dealing with the reality that, you know, schools are going to be shut down again and maybe having to take care of our kids or, you know, things like that. But then we're also coming to work. Um, We're also answering those calls. We're also, you know, people are responding to those calls and, you know, the hospital workers, I mean, you're saying a lot now about the hospitals being overfilled and, you know, lots of patients and, you know, whether it's all COVID or whether it's other things, I mean, whatever is out there and whatever is going on, the essential workers are tired. Um, we're mm-hmm. tired of, I mean, we're first, we're just tired in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're tired of COVID. We're having to, you know, we're tired of having to deal with it. Um, you know, we're just, we're working a lot of hours. Um, people are putting in a lot of time. I know my people are putting in a lot of time away from their families um, to serve the community. And, you know, it's just, I just want people to recognize the ones who are out there working and who are in it every day. You know, they might not make you 100% happy, but they're there and they're answering those calls and they're getting you what you need. So be patient and be kind. They're doing the best they can with the resources that we have. You know, and that's another thing you said is about the hospitals being full. So, you know, EMS can go to multiple calls, but they might not be able to find somewhere to take a patient. If hospitals are on diversion, they almost have to find that you have to take the time to find another hospital to take them to. So then they're stuck in the middle. So, I mean, that's all. I I mean, that's really all. I mean, I just won't. I mean, I. I don't know. I understand. I mean, I get frustrated when I go places, you know, restaurants or short staff. And sometimes it's kind of irritating when you're trying to eat your food and, you know, your drink is empty and you, but you see them, you know, they're waiting like over, you know, half of the tables in there. And I mean, a lot of people are being impatient and, um, I mean, even I'm guilty of kind of getting impatient and thinking, mm-hmm. you know, well, we're a society of right here, right now, gimme 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 you know we have access to the internet you have a phone now mini computer in your hand you can get to anything but i think what we've learned is that there are certain systems that if there's a lag i mean just you know if you talk about services that are available every day i mean you know driver's license um going to social security office things like that that have people have done forever and then the pandemic changed that it changed processes of how you do things because you know you can't go in offices some places some places still aren't open so you have to do everything over the internet or over the phone so it's just one of those things i think the frustration level is high for everyone because they're we've been dealing with it for so long you know i had i think we all get tired of hearing it's the new normal i mean maybe instead of saying it's the new normal say that we just have to figure out how to survive and we're all trying to survive together and what can we do to make it easier or the people who are having to get out there and work every day. And just be kind. You don't know yeah. what they're dealing with. Yeah. You don't know what's going on at home. And you don't know what they love to come yeah. do whatever service yeah. they're providing you. Yeah. 
or what you know their family members might be sick and then the other thing is some people who end up being out of work you know don't get paid (laughs) you know or they might be the only income in their family and they're working and they're struggling and so it just adds added stress it's just to think about you meet people where they're at, but you never know what's going on on the other side, which is what we train our people that, yeah, their keys might be locked in the car or it might be what you think is a routine incident, but you don't know what happened up until they dialed the call and called you and said that this was going on. Well, and it's probably not routine for them. Yes. You know, I mean, we teach our dispatchers mm-hmm. that every phone call you get is that that's that caller's worst moment. So whatever they're calling you about, that's their worst moment. And you're there to make that moment better for them. Mm-hmm. We might not look at it as their worst moment because we know other people have. Because well, you might have had a, ten, a lot worse ten of the same things moments. that day that are routine to us. But. but, I mean, I know how frustrated it is to just lock your keys in your car after you've already had 10 other things go wrong. Mm-hmm. So and you have to pick, you know, pick up your kids or be at an appointment by this time and you end up being late. So that's why a lot of times someone could be agitated about something that you would think is not necessarily an emergency, but there's a reason why their response is is perceived that way or why they come across that way. So be like Trudy said, be nice. Just be patient, be kind, be nice to people, especially in these times. We don't know what we don't know what people are dealing with. We don't know what people are, you know, facing. And at this point, we don't know what tomorrow holds. I mean, really. We could be doing this again next year. I mean, it might not ever end. We don't know. So I think we're just in it for the long haul, and we have to support each other. Have any number of the dispatchers had to, like, quarantine? And, like, has that affected, like, the, the shifts at all? Yeah, I mean, we've had... Um we've only had a couple of cases um, where people have been sick and actually tested positive, Mm -hmm. but we've had some scares where people, um, you know, thought, I mean, if they were sick and thought maybe they had it, um, tested negative and maybe tested positive for other, you know, illnesses or whatever. But, um, you know, sickness, we're short staffed already. Um, so Mm -hmm. if anybody's looking for a job, 911's hiring, uh, we are a little short staffed. Um, so the dispatchers are covering some extra um, shifts right now, working some overtime. And then, you know, when you do have, you know, somebody who is out sick for, I mean, whether it be COVID or whether it be just another illness, it does put a little hardship on the center. Um, and, you know, now we're seeing a lot of, you know, kids are back in school. Um, you know, I've had, I had a positive case at my house where, I mean, we all kind of had a quarantine. Nobody else got sick, just my son you know, was positive, but, um, and I mean, he wasn't that sick, um, not at all, but he did test positive. So he was out of school, which ended up keeping, you know, me at home, taking care of him and working from home. And then, um, you know, just that whole quarantine. And then I know now a lot of kids are being sent home from school for possible exposure. And, you know, parents are having to deal with those, I mean, what, 10 days that they're saying they're have to stay out of school. 
which is, I mean, it's two weeks technically, but I mean, it's hard. It's hard for working parents to take care of kids who have been possibly exposed and never getting sick, but yet they still have to miss that work. People are running low on, you know, sick time to be able to take off. And I mean, that's kind of another frustrating issue um, for our employees is people who don't have a lot of sick time or people who, um, you know, have been there a long time and don't have the time to take. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking at, you know, where's my pay, where's my paycheck going to come from? I got to be home with my kids. How am I going to, you know, I can't just bring anybody because he's supposedly been exposed. I can't just bring somebody in to watch him because now what if he does get sick? And I mean, you know what I'm saying? So there's just a lot of factors that are going into everything. And I think that is what is contributing to people's, um, stress levels being high, you know, the anxiety. And I mean, I think we're a society now that we're going to see a lot of, <laughs> Um, you know, I keep telling my kids, you know, they're just growing up at messed up times. They're going to be messed up later on in life because of all this, just kind of joking around with them. But I mean, I, I think really, you know, I think we're going to see an impact from this, you know, down the road, mm-hmm. um, just in people's, you know, attitudes and the way they view things and see things. So I know the one thing that we didn't think about until the school shut down is. Um, how appreciative we are for teachers because I realized I'm not a teacher. No, I'm not a teacher either. I don't have the patience. And I think uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of moms and dads and relatives figured that out if their family had, you know, if somebody, the mom and dad still had to go to work, then you relied on people in your family. And so some grandparents became teachers, moms and dads, aunts and uncles, you know, family friends became teachers and I think that's one one of the things we'll never forget because I don't ever want to do that again. So, and I hope we don't have to. But Trudy said, you know, we're hiring. And if you're interested, uh, you can apply on our website at thecityofcovington.org and go to Human Resources. Um, We don't actually have job posted there, the open job posting, but we will accept an application. And you have to fill out the public safety application. And... um, the background booklet. Yeah, it has a background, but it's a lot. So don't you can't do it in like 10 minutes. You have to uh, block out some time to get it done. But, yeah, we'd love to have you. We need help. That's all. That's all you That's have. all I had to say. I just wanted to, it just kind of hit me hard last week, just the reality and thinking about, you know, the people out here working and doing the jobs, people in the hospitals, um, you know, doing their job and just kind of what we all have going on and just, you know, I mean, I'm. You know, I think I'm really saying this for myself. You know, be patient with people. Be kind to people. Um, just consider, you know, maybe what they're going through that I don't know about. You know, just, you know, show grace. Yes. Well, thank y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Have a good day. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. It was such a pleasure to come together to produce this episode today. This episode was produced by Jessica Swan, Anessa Westmoreland, and myself, Trudy Henry. The episode was edited by Jessica Swan. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Golden Girls 911 Stories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.